Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of a woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. I'm unstoppable after last week. Just because my vegan, gluten-free, no-refined sugar cupcakes were the best seller of the Broadway flea market bake mm. sale. That's major for me. Okay, so we. I'm very happy to see you again. The last time I saw you, I was out of my mind. By the way, it took me three days to recover from the Broadway flea market. Why? To start the day, to start a relaxing Sunday at 8 a.m. in the middle of Times Square, having to set up an entire booth and and put baked goods out in the middle of the street of 45th Street in the blazing hot sun because we're all going to die because global warming. We don't have a fall anymore. True. It's going to be 88 degrees this week. That's ridiculous. And no amount of paper straws is going to make this okay. But so bring the plastic you. straw back. But please. let me tell you that people are like, well, it's October, so I'm going to wear my corduroys, this wool hat, and a scarf. And then they're going to walk around like, no, it's not hot. Meanwhile, someone in a tank top and like I know. Richard Simmons shorts are going to be like, hey, <laughs> it's, just, it's actually 88, I dumbass. pictured him rollerblading by. I don't know why. <laughs> I went right back to 86, you know? <laughs> I, and the thing is, this weather is getting in the way of my being a basic bitch. I can't have any sort of pumpkin spice hot anything. I don't, like, usually I want to go apple picking. I want to do these things. But I don't want to be around bales of hay because it's so hot. I and told, I, it's no sweaters, you know? I told Marcus that I don't understand the basic, um, the basic B of going to an apple picking. And in fact, what I'd like to do is before I go apple picking, get apples, put them in the freezer, freeze them, and then launch them at people while they're picking. What is your apples. issue with this? Who needs that many apples? Like, what are you like? I I need to just, I need to Are you Diane Keaton picking. and Baby Boom? Are you making your yes, own? Yes, I am. Yeah. I need to make my own sauce. And then Chris Noth will show up and, and he'll be looking for flannel shirts. And he'll be like, oh, look, honey. Gourmet oh, apple sauce. I got my chunky belt and my turtleneck. It's 112 degrees outside. Chunky turtleneck. I cannot wait until they make that movie into a musical because I will be that woman who's like, look, honey. Gourmet apple sauce. We don't have anything like this in the city. Let's take 10 cases. <laughs> yeah, so so I'm still recovering from the Broadway flea market where Deer Pod showed up for a hot second. Deer the Pod. two of us were in, in full tilt sweat underneath the Lion King tent selling baked goods to the people. Do you know how much money we raised that day? And I, I frankly believe that it was in no small part thanks to your presence there. $4,000. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to have a bake sale for myself to raise money from me. Okay. So let's get it going. Let's get a little lemonade stand out on the street. We'll, the put, Jenny, of us. we'll put all the pups out in front. Exactly. That's why people stop. That's why you brought Jenny, Jenny the wolf dog. Mm -hmm. And people wanted to know more about her. And then they were like, well, since I'm here, I think I will have a vegan, gluten-free, no refined sugar cupcake. Correct. Proud. So proud. So- um, for anybody who's tuning in today, today is the first day of Comic-Con. It goes through Sunday. You're going to see Deer Pod there standing outside shilling our wares. Right now, our wares are really only postcards, but we're going to be giving out postcards, talking to you about the podcast. If you're going 
to the Comic-Con at Javits Center this weekend. You will see us there. So if you're already on the West Side Highway, then schluff your way on over and say hi to us. We'll be wearing fancy new Deer Pod t-shirts. If you're picking up trash or going to Hustler Club. That's we'll, the place. Just go a little just bit a little further bit up. Further. Before you go in, we'll be there during the day. Wash with some Listerine after leaving the Hustler Club. Yeah. Come to Javits. Scrape yourself off and come to us. <laughs> you're going to see us in Deer Pod t-shirts. Come over, say hi if you're in the hood. You'll know us. You'll recognize us. Or what Gary Busey did to me in Lancaster and aggressively <laughs> poke me in my shoulder. Come over to the Javits Center this weekend and poke <laughs> Patrick in the shoulder angrily. You know what? We should charge for that. I'm always looking for a way to make money. So $5 a poke wow. if you want to really, well, depending on how hard you want to shove him. Well, depending on someone's poke. I would literally go up and throw down a 50 and say, give me five minutes and then just keep on poking you. Mm. Okay. That's nice and cheap. The money's on the dresser, baby. All right. Um, yeah, take, I'm take very excited for our new Deer Pod t-shirts. I tried to get like, you know, baby tees, extra, extra small, mm. something soft. But of course, these companies don't make that. So until we get a little bit higher end, you're going to sure. have to deal with, we're going to have to cinch it. We're oh, going to have to like pull it at the back and like put it in a knot and maybe half shirt. What? Half shirts <laughs> need to go out now. Yeah. I'm ready for the crop top to be gone. I've never wanted the crop top in. My neighbors have worn crop tops out. I'm like, where the fuck are you two going? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, food emporium, why? <laughs> it's like my age is showing. I'm like, why are you leaving your, it's 1130, you're going out now? They're like, where are your high-waisted jeans? Like, shouldn't you be coming in now? No, no. You don't have a choice. Fashion is forcing you into a crop top. I'm not happy about it, but I have them. I don't have one. Well, I like it because it emphasizes all the things that I hate about myself, Mm. right? That area where it looks like you're a busted can of of biscuits. Like, you know, when you just open up a- Yes. Yes. That- Yep. Which gives me so much anxiety. I always make at Thanksgiving, which is coming up, and it, you know, maybe it'll be fall by then. Maybe it'll feel like fall. doubt it. I always have to make cinnamon buns on Thanksgiving morning. And the anxiety of pulling that paper back being like, is it going to pop now? Is it going to pop? It's like a jack in a box. Yeah. Damn buns. Hi. 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 Welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. Old school advice for new school problems. You are so good at our tagline. Dear Pod. Dear Pod, I am your host, Phil Collins. And I am, am Oprah Winfrey. And we're coming to you from the Maha'a Bar and the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? You stole fizzy lifting drinks. You bumped into the ceiling, which now has to be washed and sterilized, so you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Oh! Oh, my God. One of the best performances in cinematic history. I can just feel the spit on my face because that's how close he was. I can just see his hair angrily flopping over. Just angry. You lose. You are said good day. You stole fizzy lifting drinks. I'd like to go back and see how many times we referenced that for the past 23 episodes. I'd like to go back and audition for schools again and do that as a monologue. And I dare you not to accept me into the Juilliard. I dare you. I said good day. 
Boo, you suck. All right. <laughs> everybody's favorite. I'm all gone. We are off to the races today. So um, thank you for tuning in. Today, we are today. talking about sisters. Sisters. And not the NBC show with Celia Ward. But. No, isn't that sister, sister? No. Sister, oh. sister is Tia Tamara. Celia Ward. There's a name I haven't thought of I in a long time. I love Celia Ward. And Swoozy Kurtz. Oh, oh, Swoozy. Oh, Swoozy. Oh, oh, Swoozy. Do you think she made that up mm, or do you think mm, that was her mm. God-given name? Like, do you think her parents looked at her and they were like, I don't know, Jane, Marie, or Swoozy? Maybe it's a family name. I, I don't like know. Her, we need to look at the history of Swoozy Kurtz's name. Let's look back at Swoozy. But before we do that, we need to tell you that you should follow us on all of our social media. Medea. At Dear Pod Official. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and the like. And on the Spotify. Oh, well, that's where you can download us anywhere. If you're listening to this right now, then you know how to find us. But if you haven't yeah. already, please tell rate, your friends. review, subscribe, tell your friends, visit us at our website, our fancy website, dearpodofficial.com. Oh, and ladies and gents. Don't forget. The big event. Caroline's on Broadway, Aaron McGuire, one night only. One night only because then they're running me out of town on a rail because I'm sure I'm going to say something that will offend somebody. Tell us your date for Caroline's on Broadway. Thursday, October 10th at 7.30. It's going to be a thing. And hey, if you get tickets in advance online, which I highly recommend, go to carolines.com and enter code GINGER at checkout for $10 tickets. You will never find a ticket that cheap again for this lineup that I am bringing. Truly. That's exciting. It is. My MC is Gianmarco Soresi. Very Italiano. Uh, then we have features Carrie Ann Coddit, who's fantastic. She is a podcast of her own. And Kelly Ian Ann Lara. Carrie Ann Coddit. Oh. No. Yes, Kellyanne Conway was not available. <laughs> so I had to have them change the flyer just a little bit. I was like, can you put the R's That's where the L's are and we'll figure this out from here. So uh, visit carolines.com for tickets. Enter code GINGER at checkout. Get $10 fancy tickets. And oh, look, I am getting information on Swoozy Kurtz right now. Oh, oh! is she coming to the show? God, I, if Swoozy Kurtz does not come to my show, I'm going to be disappointed, but oh. I'm going to make her pay full price. All right. All right. She got her first name, Swoozy, which rhymes with Lucy rather than Woozy. That Swoosie. changes everything. Swoozy Kurtz. Okay. Find me one person. Email me, dearpotofficial at gmail.com if you ever pronounced it Swoozy. Ever. Nobody pronounces Continue it Continue reading. Uh, she got her first name, Swoozy, from her Swoozy, from her father. It is derived from the sole surviving example of the early Boeing B-17D flying fortress bomber named the Swoos, or simply Swoos, half swan, half goose. Hmm. Which is she more of, goose or swan? Swan. Oh, you're very kind. Which her father piloted breaking all Pacific records during World War II. As a military brat, Kurtz moved frequently. And she attended USC where she majored in drama with the name Swoosie. That's kind of cool, though. Um, I was an auctioneer last night. And I think I'm the thing that's missing from Christie's auction house. Well, I can get you in. <laughs> Could you really? I would be the best auctioneer there because I would make fun of everything. 
I don't know if they like that. But. No, no, it's what it should be. That's what's missing from it. Everybody had a damn good time, and I got people revved. Look, um, they were they were giving not giving away, but they were auctioning tickets to see Phil Collins. And you think, well, who's gonna see? There were t- like there were a couple different packages. One of them was to see the Chainsmokers, and I thought, oh, that's gonna go. But then I looked at the average age of the room was one hundred and three, and I thought, oh. They're, they're not going to know who the hell the they're chain like, smokers why are. Why would I pay to chain smoke when I can do it at home? Chain smokers. Edith is here. She <laughs> smoked five packs of Pall Mall through her whole childhood. And and those things did not move. And I was trying to sing songs to try to get them to know what it was. Then I got to Phil Collins and damned if those things, they were like, to see a prematurely balding British man who had an abnormal amount of of number one hits. Find out what Susu Studio. Studio. (laughs) 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 That was how I got it. I was like, does any, look, get these tickets and and find out what Studio means. It's Susudio. Susudio. Allegedly, it was a placeholder for something else. (gasps) Really? stuck. What do you think he was trying to get to? What do you think the the ultimate word was? He was like, oh, I can't find a word to rhyme with punt. <laughs> well, I can. <laughs> um. <laughs> He's like, well, I can't say that. So I'm just going to put studio in here until I figure something out. It's, I think that's kind of how, if, if I remember reading that correctly, that's what it was. All right. The history of studio. This just in. According to Phil Collins, when he was on VH1 Storytellers, Susudio, spelled S-U-S-S-U-D-I-O, which is just awesome to see in print, sure, yeah. is an imaginary girl's name. The song is about having a crush on someone when you are young. He used Susudio as a name to encompass any girl. Oh. So, yeah, we named her Susudio because... um. When we were living in Brooklyn, there was this girl named Susudio, and I just really loved her dreadlocks. So then I realized her name was Susan, and I didn't understand it because someone with their rickshaw was coming past, and I didn't understand because I have a hard time hearing. And that she couldn't, you know, actually pronounce it because she was doing mounds of cocaine, and then you know she was skywriting after going to Bird in the Branch and having a nitro cold brew, and then she was like, "What's your name, Susudio? Susudio, Susan." Yeah, she just had Tourette's. Some Susan with Tourette's. Wow, we have learned so much today, haven't we? The speaking of Susudios, it's time for Sisters this week. That's wow! Wasn't that so good? That's so surprising. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any sisters? I have no only sisters in friendship. That's gay. Isn't it though? I can't say that I. I have a sister-in-law, mm. and uh, she is a handful. She's listening now, and this is my best time to tell her that I'm divorcing her. Oh, uh, yes, I have a sister-in-law, and that's the the only thing that I have. I have one brother older than me, three years to the day. Did you know that we have the I same? I did birthday? not know that until <laughs> just now. How does this? How is this going to affect you when my birthday <laughs> comes around? I don't think it'll affect me at all. December third. What are you buying me and him? We're distant twins. I think I'm moving on. <laughs> I think I'm uh, from this podcast. Sure, I mean anything. I'm just moving on. I'm transitioning, and I'm just gonna. I'm going to another realm right now. Oh my god, that would be awesome. I'm out of here. Yeah. Um, 
Just one sister-in-law. Huh, interesting. Well, you have about five sisters. You have enough sisters for everybody I have in the five history sisters of and two sister-in-laws. Wow. Okay, so of your family of 20. And a mother. And a mother. So you think you understand women? Mm, no. <laughs> Is this why you're gay? Yes. That That's five exactly sisters what... makes a gay man. <laughs> True. Uh, yeah. Do you, did, uh, did you have a good relationship with your sisters? Tell me about it. Tell well, us about you. I mean, um, yeah, I, I, to be quite honest, I, I remember my once, my second oldest sister is so funny. And when I was younger, she'd like talk to me about boy problems. Uh-huh. Now, keep in mind, as you've seen my... <laughs> my little onesie with my name on it. So I'm sitting there with my Wait. my little curls, just <laughs> sitting there listening you. to like some teenager college girls be like, I don't know if he loves me or not. Oh, no, no. Patrick, what do you think? And I'm just like, I don't know. Just like licking an ice cream cone. <laughs> you're like on a tricycle <laughs> with what? a pudding on your face and your little <laughs> suspenders. I'm like Lucy from the Peanuts gang. I don't know. Like, and she's I, just a 21-year-old woman being like, like, I think he loves me, but He hasn't called me tell. back. What do you think? What do you think that means? Do I look fat in this skirt? Like, constantly. Get off your Fisher-Price phone and talk, talk to, me. to me. Wow. So a lot of that. This has made you who you are. Yeah. Your sisters have made you who you are. <laughs> it makes so much sense. My sister Carrie, one day she had, um, growing up, she had a fascination with Michael Jackson and we had to, because I also shared a room with her for a little bit, that we had to replicate a poster <laughs> by hand with crayons. Oh. And so, so we wait, spent you, a lot of- So were you posing for this or? No, we drew it out and we had to color it in. Okay. Hand, but it was like, you know, four feet by two feet, a replica of it. I mean, it was just- I think we we may still have it. It will be the most offensive thing if we found this right now. Where is this? It's probably my mom's basement. You got to go through that basement. That's I a know. frameable moment. I think so. Wow. I do remember when my one sister, when she was about to get married and we were sitting outside. Our pastime is all my sisters would lay out in the sun in the backyard. And <gasps> it was my job to... Change, Tell them when to turn. Change the radio station and <laughs> anchor the speaker out the window so everyone could hear it. So you've been they're like, turn it, are. turn it, turn it. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, leave it. And it's like Toto. You're like, okay, no, no, no. no keep going, keep going. And I'm <gasps> sudden change it, and they'd all be like sunning themselves with their friends, and so that was kind of my job. One time. Um, you this is this says so much about who you are now. My brother also used to play um they, they would play with me by uh, tossing me around the pool table. So they grab <laughs> me from under my arms and chuck me at their next friend and then put me in a cardboard box and roll me around in the basement. Who had the best life? I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe <laughs> me. Um, I remember one time, so my sister, one of my sisters who, I don't know if anyone has ever liked anyone that she dated and she was gonna, she was engaged and we're like, that's an interesting combination. And, um, we're outside and, um, like I said, as I've mentioned, we're, we're almost a little bit too quick for our own good. Uh So if I've been raised by seven people that are quick, I don't really have 
the dialogue of probably a regular 12 or 13-year-old. No, you were a quippy queen from the time you were four. Correct. Mm -hmm. So my sister and my soon-to-be brother-in-law are arguing, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, well, this should be a great marriage. You guys can't even get along for like 15 days. How old were you when you said this? I was like 12 or 13. (laughs) Keep in mind, they've been arguing for like months. Uh This gentleman, I'm not even, this person jumps out of his chair and attacks me. Physically? Yes. So 12 years old. Keep in mind, we are, the O'Briens are skilled at a couple things in our house. Number one. Finding the radio station. Number two. <laughs> Finding Susu Studio. You've written number two, <laughs> pouring a tab in a plastic glass with a lot of ice. Yes. And three, scaling up the front steps <laughs> if your life depends on it. <laughs> and that day, it definitely did. So this asshole decides to try to attack me. So I don't know how I did it because I had a belly full of potato salad. I whip open the back uh, door jump up the back stairs, around the kitchen, and then I don't know how I levitated up the front stairs, which is about 30 stairs. You cold brewed. Around the banister and into the only room in the house that locks on command, which would be our blue bathroom. And just in time, I locked the door. And this jerk was, I thought he was going to break the mirror, which is on the back of the uh, bathroom door pounding on the door telling me how evil I was my parents should beat the shit out of me and my brother should be more you know aggressive with me and you know how do I, how dare I say something like that blah blah I'm like mm. now my sister is still sunning herself outside oh this was my question is where is your sister when this is happening still she's in herself. band de soleil and it's mm-hmm. sticky and she could not run after you mm-hmm. and he's attacking me and saying all this stuff now I don't think what I said was anything that was too offensive and I think for a normal person, they would just say, you know what, that's you're out of line and, you know, act your age or blah, blah. Well, here's a couple takeaways all that right. I've heard from this. Uh, first of all, your autobiography should be entitled Belly Full of Potato Salad. <laughs> Second, I am so impressed with your quick evasion and I feel like you've had this escape route planned the whole time. That's why I don't wear flip flops, just FYI. You need if to I be fl- able to move quickly. I would not be able to get up the stairs with flip-flops. <laughs> don't you ever see one random flip-flop on the street and you think that was an escape plan? You're like, I, this is why we don't have them. No. In the zombie apocalypse, we will not need Havanas. No, I don't <clears throat> um, own them. So so those are, those are a couple takeaways. Within my family, it's just me, my father, my mother, and my brother, older brother. And uh, so we don't have that kind of, you know. Friction. Yeah, that's the word. It almost seems like in a slightly bigger family, you're more apt to have friction with one of them because you're like, ah, we can spare one of these sisters. We don't have to talk to everybody. Maybe. I don't know. And uh, he came from, it it was just him and his two sisters, but there's always one wacky sister. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially somebody's a sister. So amen for our theme this week. I had a very easy time finding articles. I don't know about you. Actually, that had nothing to do with, I thought it was going to be more about her passive aggressively taking digs at her own sister. Me too. Um, These twins, which by the way, I don't know when it's coming out, but Natalie Portman is supposed to be playing Anne and Abby in some biopic because this is all women do now. Judy Garland. I think we talked about this. So I th- I'm not sure if it was already made or if it's just not released or it was- uh, Canned or it's like delayed? 
I think it's been made already. I thought it was supposed to be out by now, but frankly, we will take advantage when it does. Absolutely. And I will hang on to the coattails of all their PR. And whenever anybody wants to, goes to Google and land as a Dear Abby, they're going to find Dear Pod up in their face, dearpodofficial.com. Oh, <laughs> by the way, and before I forget any uh-huh. longer, we want people to email us their advice questions. Please do. We've got a couple a couple great ones coming up this week, but we will take your advice questions, dearpodofficial at gmail.com. Dearpodofficial at gmail.com. What was that? Dearpodofficial. At gmail.com. We have to do one of those things when they do the radio ads and they just keep saying it over and over again. Dearpodofficial at gmail.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Dearpodofficial at gmail.com. You heard me. Dearpodofficial at gmail.com. That's my auctioneer voice. You, you mean like, like that? the guy that did the micro machine commercials that could like, <gasps> the speed talker? I love Where that is guy. that guy now? I don't know. He was amazing. Do you think he's dead, but his tongue is still moving? Yeah. Just muscle memory. Yep. Oh, and he's buried with lots of silica gel. All right. All right. Let's get. To it, kid. I want you to go first this week. I'm just passing it right over to you. Look at this beautiful picture. Oh, oh. Oh, my God. It looks like when somebody takes the skin off somebody else's face and puts it on as a mask. (laughs) Like a little bit stretchy. I'll take your word for that. (laughs) A little bit awkward. Let me. Okay. All right. All right. I am all yours. This is from the Carol Daily Times Herald in Carol, Iowa. Never heard of it. My favorite Iowa. (laughs) Tuesday, September 22nd, 1970. Hmm. Dear Abby, my sister has a beachfront summer place on a lake. She also has two boys, ages 8 and 10, and two girls, 9 and 12. When the weather permits, she lets the boys play on the beach and in the water completely nude. Oh, God, why did you take this article? However, she has the girls wear swimsuits. We have two children, a boy nine and a girl 11, who would enjoy a vacation at the lake, but I don't like this nude boy bit. My husband says I am wrong. When I discussed it with my sister, she said it was good to bring up boys without secrets from their sisters, and I should do the same. I half-jokingly asked her if she thought Dear Abby would agree with her, and she and she bet you she bet you would because you had a pliant sense of fundamental realities. I agreed to write you and show her your answer. I also agree to concur with it. What do you say? Oh, that's Signed. a bold move. She's agreeing before she's ever, uh-oh. Signed, Mass Miss. Okay. Dear Miss, I am sorry to disappoint your sister, but my sense of fundamental realities isn't as pliant as she thinks it is. Ask your sister how come if it's good to bring up boys without secrets from their sister... It isn't equally good to bring up girls without secrets from their brothers. Uh, wait, so now she's saying if Every- the guys are going to be naked, everybody take your trunks off. Everyone show, show your bits. I would burn that lake. I would rather set myself on fire than be naked in front of a, a relative. I would rather set my brother on fire than see him naked in front of me yeah. growing up. That is, why do you find articles that have to do with naked kids or showering with people like weird? Well, and and my, you know that my Achilles heel is nudity. That's kind of why I do it. So but you also, poke me. I don't understand. I like. I don't. I don't understand this. <laughs> I don't like, understand. I, like I don't. Like I don't understand. Like the logic of like. No, I mean it's natural. If it was natural, like. Then we'd all be like driving our cars and going to like the McDonald's drive-through completely naked, which we don't. 
thankfully. And thank God for the seat industry, because we'd have to burn every chair that we ever sit on. Ever I don't again. think it is right. I'm like, oh, is that your brother? Why doesn't he have any clothes in? Oh, he's just going swimming. Okay. So why? Why do you have your suit on? Oh, because I'm a girl. Okay, but what about him? Oh, because he's a boy, so he's completely naked. Why is that logic? I don't none of it. That. None of this tracks. This woman is is demented. There's something going on there. <laughs> That's right. I said it. I don't. I don't. I don't understand the logic behind half naked and then why? 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 I don't understand. And also, like, give the boy a fighting chance. He's probably in a freezing lake. <laughs> we never thought about that aspect. It's more humiliating maybe I was than anything. Say, maybe she's trying to teach him humility. Uh, probably. At a young age, being like, if you can get over this now in front of your sisters while they point and laugh at you, you're going to be just fine growing Pull up. Pull on your peen on the way out. It'll grow a little bit. <laughs> Looks like it's hiding. That little flesh ball. <laughs> Pull on your peen. <laughs> there you go. There's our new shirt. Pull on your peen. Pull on your peen. Dearpodofficial.com. Pull on your peen. Everybody, peel, pull on your peen, pull on your peen, dearpodofficial.com. Wow. That, that's bizarre. So I'm guessing you've never skinny dipped. I mean, I've never skinny dipped with my family. And if you ever hear anybody that does, I think I've heard about it once when I was growing up. I'm like, what, what's happening? I have done this. Okay, are you ready? For somebody who's terrified of being nude. Uh-huh. I have done this once. I have skinny dipped once. And it was because I had a butt brownie. Okay. okay. And and no uh, one wait, told me. A butt brownie? A butt brownie. I had a butt. You never skinny dip when you've got a butt brownie. A butt brownie. brownie. <laughs> oh, God. My uh, ass was hungry, and so I fed it a brownie. So I had a butt brownie. I'm, My big I'm assuming, sale. <laughs> but Making $4,000. It was gluten-free. And, uh, it, it had no refined sugars. I felt right. like it was safe to put it in my butt. So it was a pot brownie. Well, let me give you a little bit of backstory, because it All involves right. a friend of ours. So uh, on tour- living the tour life. And uh, we were at a condo in Florida and this condo had a big pool, but it's a communal pool. Now, every night we would go back after the show and somebody was in charge of making a different drink and a different hors d'oeuvre. That was, it was a fun thing that we were doing to break up the monotony of tour life. Mm. So one night, our mutual friend, not going to name names, decided that the hors d'oeuvre that she was going to make was pot brownies. Never had one in my life. And I did like, if you put a sugary item in front of me, I can't control sure. the amount of that that I'm going to eat. And especially because nobody who has ever had an edible item that has pot in it has ever said, that's a good amount. I think I'm good now. Mm-hmm. You don't have any control over when it goes in your body. So I had an average size brownie. About an hour later, I was like, ah, these things don't work. I'll have another brownie. Nope. Kaboom goes the cannon. Yep. Holy God. And because I'm built like a chihuahua, things hit me harder than the average being. Sure. So now at this point, everybody is completely blotto. And we decide, let's go down to the pool. And of course, I go down there. And another one of my friends who is very comfortable with her body, which is not an Irish Catholic trait, no. decides, you guys- Let's all go skinny dipping in the communal pool. Now it's 2 a.m., mind you, but we've had some stuff and it's time. I, I said, okay, fine, I'm gonna do it. But I get in the pool. Everybody, like everybody took their bathing suits off outside of the pool and put them on the sides of the pool. And I get in the pool 
to then declose. So now I feel like I'm safe, right? I'm covered. I'm, I'm underwater. Sure. In dark pool right. land. Yeah. And so all of the suits are on the side of, you know, the pool. So we're we're done skinny dipping. It's as wacky as it's ever going to be. It is kind of like a porn scene because there are five women who are <laughs> women. I use that term loosely. I look like a 13-year-old boy when I'm naked. So True. Uh have you seen it? I saw the video. Gollum. TMZ. Yes. Ah. So as we decide uh okay, it's time to go in. Let's do one race across the pool. We're going to lap, we're going to race each other and then we're going to go back in. And now you're like heart is beating more, so like the THC is just coursing through every inch of my body and I don't have a prayer. So the race starts. Now, my friend Liz says, whenever I go to swim, if, even if it's complete sober middle of the day, I always look like I'm on the verge of drowning. I'm not a very <laughs> strong, sw- I'm not a very strong swimmer. That's okay, Swoozy. Um, so we raced across the pool. Now, everybody's already lapped me and they've already come back. I get to the other side of the pool and I turn around and say, Does, now's the time to quote Mommy Dearest. And I said, I beat you, Christina. And do you know why? Because I'm strong. Guys. Guys, they were scrambling. People were like running and they were putting on their suits and stuff. And I realized like a football team was coming down to the pool. Oh my God. It was 2 a.m. and all these frat guys had rented condos in this complex and decided they had the same idea as us. Let's go down to the pool and drink and hang out. Jerk each other off in the pool. Yeah, like you do. Blow one Dude, another. bro. Water, yeah. Your balls are huge. It had to be 12 or 13 of them. Like the whole goddamn lacrosse team came down at 2 a.m. And all of my friends now had grabbed whatever suit, whatever suit was on the side. So they're putting on different pieces of different bathing suits, but they're covered. And I see these guys coming and I'm not a very strong swimmer. And I'm like, "Ah, ah, ah." like my (laughs) arms are flailing. I can't move fast. I'm beyond out of my mind. I can't stop laughing. I'm on the verge of drowning. Like the water keeps coming up to my nose. And I get to the other side of the pool and I grab whatever is there, which one of them was a top from my friend Galen, who is like a 36D. She has some tatas, and I am a negative A. So I put on her top. I put on somebody else's bottoms. Everything was falling off. I could not stop laughing. The whole football team now is on the sides of the pool, and I'm trying to pull anything on the way I can. And I was like, I'm going to die because I'm in the, I'm in the deep end. So I decide I have to go to the shallow end to get dressed, and nobody's like helping me with anything. Sure. I go to the shallow end, and that's where all the lights of the pool are. I didn't realize that. So now I'm in the shallow end, bare-ass naked, can't stop laughing. I have a 36 double D cup top of a bikini on, and and, and this is the worst combination of nude to me. Anybody Mm -hmm. who's, like, clothed from the waist up and naked from the waist down is the most horrifying combination of nude. And, And there I was, completely lit for the um, Muskegon football team to see. I like that. And I have not touched pot brownies since. I don't blame you. Belly full of but potato salad. let me salad. just tell you, <laughs> certainly like the idea of the lacrosse team coming to the pool. While you're you naked. Know, while I'm naked, because you know, I mean, out of an entire team, the odds are in my favor that They are, and your story would end a lot better than mine. I certainly hope Mine so. ended with me crying in a corner naked from the waist down. Well, I mean, a lot of my sexual experiences have ended that way. <laughs> but 
<laughs> but you went in with your eyes open. Wide open. And at least one eye. Poppers open. instead of pop brownies. Right. Okay. And nuts. Read your letter. Oh, oh I forgot that I had one. I got you so do. into we telling you that. We have two apiece. We have two apiece. Okay. I'm going to read a quick one. All right. I enjoy this. This comes from the Quad City Times in Davenport, Iowa. Seem to favor Kira this. Cook. Uh, November 18th, 1986. Dear Ann Landers, my sister always locks me outside when it's 50 degrees or less. She thinks it's funny, but not me. Whenever I lock her outside, she has a key. I wish I knew a way to stop her. What should I do? Matt Warner. <laughs> I love that they use his name. Matt. This is Matt. Dear M.W., if at all possible, ask one of your parents for their key and get a copy made of it. And the next time you get locked out, act like you don't care and use your key to get in. Also, tell your sister she is very immature. Outsmart her and when she locks you out, hide somewhere so she comes out and looks for you. Or even better yet, try to get her key away from her somehow. Signed, A.S. What you should do is go out in the back, hide in the garage, Pretend that you've been abducted, leave one shoe in the middle of the sidewalk, and then don't reappear for another day and a half just to torture this bitch. Call your sister and use a voice-operated machine that can adapt your voice to not <laughs> sounding like your voice. Tell her that you are being held hostage as and you have been kidnapped and you should put $14,000 in unmarked bills in a large duffel bag and leave it on the corner of 14th and 8th. Call Crime Stoppers and say that you have been brutally beaten by your sister who lives at 839 Walnut Lane <laughs> and have them show up. And then run away from home and get mildly molested. <laughs> Sign Ann Landis! <laughs> this is what I loved about this answer is that finally this is the scheming Ann that I know that she is. She was like, look, revenge is a dish best served constantly and detailed. I want you to plan it out. I want to know your escape route. And here's what you do. You're gonna, And I love that she lays it out for him. I hope Matt Warner took her advice. So this is, uh, this is very exciting to try to introduce this. That we're just going to try something new this week. We're going to see if it works okay. based on our conversation I mean, from last uh, week. I'm just a squirrel trying to get a nut. Look, don't interrupt me anymore or I will end your life. Time for our new segment. What is it? The Moth Report. The what? That's right. We're going to call my mother and get the weather wherever she's standing. Do you call it the Moth? The Moth Report. I call her Mothra. It's just a thing. It was something that started in high school. Everybody I know calls her Mothra. Everybody in my family now calls her Mothra. That's not a good thing if you ever Googled Mothra. Actually, it's a pretty accurate thing if you Google Mothra. All right, well. Because that's a sound she makes when she gets angry. It's that's a, that's a fucking terrible sound. <laughs> it's just scraped my vocal cords. <laughs> yes. Remember how we had the discussion last week that whatever you call your mother and same with me, all they ever tell us for the first 15 minutes is what the weather is like, what the weather is doing, uh, what the weather is going to do in two minutes. Yes. And that she watches the weather channel and checks the weather on the ones it's rather than just there. look out the window. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now she's got Intellicast, so she can tell me when it's going to rain there. So uh, I feel like we need to switch things up in our in our segments right I now. I guess we do. We don't have a choice. No, we don't. Uh, my producer is holding a gun to my head. 
But more than that, I do want to find out what's going on with my mother where she is. Um, there's, they're going to see a football game today. No. My my nephew's football game. So I was it starts at like eight thirty in the morning, and I said, "Oh, you're gonna what? Yeah, eight thirty in the morning football." And I said, "How long will it be?" And she was like, "Ah, probably about twenty five minutes." <laughs> that's, <laughs> now that's my kind of football game. A football game that's under five hours, aces. Uh, so um, let's do it. We're gonna give my mother a ring, a ring a ding ding. Hold right. on. Mobile or her home number? Mobile. Hold on. Let me just tell her. Does she know? Uh. Originally, I was not going to tell her, um, but I decided to let her in on it. So, because I like my mother in her natural state of complete surprise of, oh, am I on the air? I don't want her to act formal or weird, but even her acting formal and weird might be very entertaining. So, we're going to we're gonna find out what's going to happen. Okay. It's time for the moth report. Let's call my mother and find out what the weather is like where she's standing. I like You well, like this new segment? <laughs> I have oh. no choice. Look, this is our first call-in. I, I don't know what to expect. She's patched into the board. Watch her not pick up. Do you like wrestling? Excuse me? <laughs> oh, hello, can you hear us? Hello? Oh, this is our big learning curve. This is our big tech... Technological learning curve. Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you <gasps> hear me? There oh. you are. You're patched huh? in. <laughs> wow, it's so clear. It's like you're in the state of New Jersey well, where the like weather. You sound like you're in a tin can. Well, I, we are. We're in a very small tin. I'm oh. in here with Patrick. We okay. ate out Hi, of the Patrick. can of Hormel Hi. chili. <laughs> Hi, Jim. Hi. Oh, am I supposed to say Jim? <laughs> am I supposed to pretend he's not there? Oh, this is going to be very entertaining. Hello, where are you right now? I am actually on Alan's front steps. <laughs> and where is that? Framingham, Massachusetts. In Framingham. Not Framingham. for long. Oh, my God. It is gorgeous out today. We just came from the football game, and oh. uh, it was perfect. Perfect, perfect, sunny, not a cloud in the sky. Oh, Excellent. And, oh, and um, how hot is it there? Is it hot? 70 degrees. How better can you get than that? Then what are we going to complain about if the weather oh, is so nice? Well, I have something for you. To complain uh, about? Well, not complain, but something to get excited about. They just had uh, yesterday a, a winter storm in Montana, <gasps> and they had up to 30 inches in the mountains. What? I so they have... That's coming this way. Don't lie just to get me. get ready. These what nice a... days. A Am I ever going to get a fall? Can you predict that? Can you do your farmer's, uh, what is it? The, I, almost, almanac. I almost said farmer's <laughs> market. And the, the farmer's <laughs> almanac of your your life. Do we have yes. any fall weather coming down the pike? Well, you're having it right now. It's gorgeous. I mean, it's That's like, where you are. What do you want? Uh, it's gorgeous. You know, <laughs> what do you consider fall? Like 60s, 50s? Uh, like, yeah, you, you will have some of that. Sweater weather. November. Whatever, because like we're practically in October now, anyhow. So we're going to start getting days like that. But uh, do you know it's going to be 90 degrees here on Wednesday? I kind of heard that. Yeah. And then after that, I think you're going to have a couple of days of rain. But between now and then, it's going to be nice and dry and really good hair days. You know, my (laughs) hair has never looked better. I have to say, because down in Florida, it's like hot and muggy and they have showers like every afternoon. The dew point is 74. I could never live there because I would look hideous. So I have to stay where I am. 
Or move to California, the land of the beautiful people where there is perfect hair days. Nobody <laughs> has a bad hair day on California. So I am sure the in- state of California wants you. They do. <laughs> There's a lot of asylums out there. Ah, uh, yes, yes. But I recall being there two times. And I didn't have a bad hair day there either. But oh. Florida, forget it. Cape Cod, forget it. I can't be in humidity. So other than that, uh, I I look much better in this kind of a uh, climate. And uh, so I'm going to stick with this extended summer with the dry days and sunshine. I'm liking it. Oh, I am so proud of you. I am so good. glad to hear that you're having a good hair day thanks to the I, weather where you are. I am. You know what? If your hair doesn't look good, you're not happy. You can't do anything to fix <laughs> am it. Am I you're right, miserable. Patty? Correct. Nobody knows that more than Patty. He takes a lot of pride in his mane. Maybe you need to move up north. I'd happily do so. But he should not move yes. to Florida because Florida is a bad place for hair well, and weather. People and like politics. it. People like it. I don't want to knock Florida, but the humidity is something I couldn't cope with. I know. We're going to so. get a lot of hate mail now for all the Uh-oh. Floridians that so, listen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. Um, <laughs> I love visiting Florida, uh, but I'm always happy to come home. <laughs> yeah, tell me about yeah. it, sister. You said a mouthful. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the, the football game was great. They lost, but uh, uh, they're only seven-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to take them back and yell at them and tell them how to do a better job, right? And just yeah, traumatize them? Yeah, a couple them? of really good coaches, and they're teaching them the game, so that's good. And um, But I don't know that much about it anyhow. So, it's good football weather. It is perfect football weather. Per- well, perfect. lovely. And is there anything that we can expect for the weekend here where I am? Uh, no, more of the same. Uh, you're going to have nice weather right through until probably Thursday. You might start getting some showers. You have a chance. Oh. Um, and uh, But other than that, it's, it's very comfortable. Very nice. Well, good thank sleeping weather. you. Oh, it is good <laughs> sleeping weather, and it's good hair weather. You are in the pocket. It is a very good season for you, ma'am. And apple picking. If you're going to go, <gasps> this is the perfect day. Patrick just <laughs> rolled his eyes so far back in his head, they're in a different town now. <laughs> Patrick has an issue with apple picking. Do you want to fight with my mother on this? I do not fight <laughs> with mothers. Oh, see? That's good. Good for you, Patrick. <laughs> you're very smart, Patrick. <laughs> well, we want to thank Jim you. Can take advice, too. Uh, look i apple pick i yes that was a shot across my bow did you hear that i have to call my therapist now yeah well good good (laughs) you might want to put me on speed dial there too i have some words to say to you i'd like to be a fly on the wall at that session (laughs) they always blame the mother they always blame the (laughs) mother they They do do. this is what she said before it's not. We do the best we can, can't we? I mean, mothers are very good for giving us weather. So we want to thank you so much for. for How come you can't take any of my other advice? I have very good advice. Have, Where is this I have, going? I thought it was just the weather sense. segment. You have excellent common sense. Yes. Did you hear this? You know, the world is lacking in common sense, and I'm loaded with it. We've so, given this woman so too know. much of a platform already, you guys. I'm yeah. terrified that we opened up Pandora's box here today. Well, you can close it. Um, Do you want to give Patrick any advice before we get you off this, off this line? Because I, I'm gonna, I'm terrified of what you're gonna say and what kind of family secrets you're gonna give away (laughs) and the skeletons that are in our closet. Do you have any advice for Patrick uh, in life in general? Any, any words of wisdom to live by? 
No, he is the cutest. And he is just, I just, I just think he's so great. And I love his insight. He make, he make very good uh, answers to some of your listener mail. Oh. I, I'm very impressed with his writing skills. Oh, yours oh. too, Aaron. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh so. yours too, Aaron. <laughs> yours too. Oh, yeah, you're all right too. No, but Patrick's the good child. No, it's always about Patrick. Isn't he gorgeous? <laughs> don't even. Don't you get... He has a shit-eating grin on his face because of what you just said. Yes, I swear. Aaron, don't swear. It's not ladylike. It isn't. It isn't. I've told you that many times. Uh. God, help us. Well, this uh. this has been... Um, this has been illuminating. I got way okay. more than the weather. And, and you can cut out anything you like. Oh, oh, I, I thank you. We'll keep it all I'll cut out in. my ego. That's and Jim's department. He's going <laughs> to, if I said anything offensive, he'll cut that out. So. <laughs> You're always saying something offensive, ma'am. Always. <laughs> well, uh, we want to thank you for being our resident meteorologist and telling us what the weather is like where you're standing. And, yes. and beyond that, you've given us so much more. We know that there's snow across the country already and that Florida in is Montana. a bad place for hair. Snow in, in Montana. Upper levels. Yes, Montana. So like it's like been a blizzard out there and they were warning everybody not to get stranded because it would be life threatening if you can believe that. So Well that's I what you get for so being exciting. in Montana. Yeah, well I'm glad I'm not in Montana, I guess, huh? But the hair days would be good out there too. Yep. Okay. You'd just be covered in a mattress is all. <laughs> well, yep. I thank you so much. Um, You're we will be calling Anytime. you next week for all your tidbits, your words of wisdom. Okay. I'm horrified. We'll enjoy the good weather now because it may turn at some point. So, Because <laughs> it can't just, just be foreboding. good. It may. It's a little <laughs> foreboding. I know. You're foreshadowing. <laughs> Well, thank you, Patrick. Would you like to say okay. anything to my mother? Have a wonderful day. Thanks for letting us. I will, us. Patty. You take care. And, and you too, Jim. Okay. Love you, man. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we love you too. Okay. All talk right. To you soon. Bye. Over and out. Bye-bye. Wow. You are keeping that entire conversation. There's yeah. not one thing that will be cut out of that conversation because you know why? I need to bring it to my therapist's office and play it for her and say, do you understand now? Do you understand? That was so entertaining. That is our great new segment. That's that's the weather report with Moth. The Moth Report. Your mother is far more detailed in her weather report than my mother is. Wow. Well, we got more global than I thought we would. I thought we would only get the weather for where she was standing. And but the dew point. We oh well that she is always clocking a dew point. I didn't know that I don't know anyone paid attention to it. Only she does because truly she talks about her hair all the time and she wants to know what the dew points are wherever she's going because she has to plan accordingly. All right. All right. All right. She knows what she wants. All, <laughs> all right. right. It's time to move back to our second letters. Are right. you ready? Yes. I think that's a good transition. So do it to me. All right. Okay. Do it to me one, one more time, time in my susudio. <laughs> oh, well, this is from the, I'm going to butcher this real bad. Oh, I can't wait. Chillicothe Gazette, Chillicothe, Ohio. Oh, I, yeah. I I've seen know. it in print, but I've never had a, to pronounce it. Who's well, ever had a need to pronounce it? Apparently, I just did. All right. Uh, Saturday, April 13th, 1985. Mm. Dear Abby, my sister and I went on a tour through the New England states, and we got into a discussion about what is ours to take from the hotels we stayed in. <laughs> Neither of us would take anything we thought we shouldn't, 
but we weren't sure what we were expected to take. How about the little bars of individually wrapped soap? Two new bars are left each day. Would it be all right to use only one bar for the entire day and take the unused soap home? We know we shouldn't take towels or washcloths, but how about the shower caps? Also, what if we don't use all the stationery? Is it all right to clean out the desk drawers daily and take the stationery <laughs> home? My, my sister says the guests are expected to take the stationery. The management considers a good advertising for the hotel. She also said that the guests are expected to take the ashtrays, too. That's why the hotel has its name on it. For advertising purposes. Can you settle this? Signed, Sisters. What about the bed? I know that it's actually (laughs) bolted to the wall, but would it be tacky just to take the frame or just the mattress and the shower curtain? Is it okay to take the toilet? Because it's better than the one that I have at home. And it seems to be super powered because when my fiber kicks in, it takes everything that I put into it. It's a little bit loosely attached to the wall. So I feel like whatever's not nailed down is something that we should put in the back of my pickup. What about the maid card that has everything in it? What about the the maid? Can we bring the maid home? (laughs) (laughs) What about that adorable bellhop who's actually in my room right now, duct tape into the closet? There's a sign that says Holiday Inn out front. It's rather large, but if I can jimmy loose the H, can I take the H home with me? What about that cherry tree that's right out by my 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 car where I parked? Can I just hook that up into the into the pickup and take that home too? What about my neighbors? Can I take all of the people who are in my floor home? What about that cute little girl that was selling Girl Scout cookies door to door? I don't know why she's at the Holiday Inn, but right now she's in my trunk. She I said like that she... her brothers are naked. Can she come live with me? All those teenagers that were swimming naked in the pool are also now in my <laughs> trunk. I have a huge car. The lacrosse team will never be the same. So her response was, Dear sisters, you may keep the shower cap and any soap you don't use. You may use as much stationery as you'd like, but don't clean out the desk drawers daily and collect stationery for personal use later. Ashtrays shouldn't be removed either. If you want one for souvenir, ask the manager if you can buy one. You'll probably be offered one as a gift. When in doubt as to what you may take, always ask. I, I don't even, I don't even, I don't even, I don't understand the culture of taking anything from a hotel. Because do you ever really use, no, I'm going to, I'm going to stop myself right there. I was going to say, do you ever really use all the little shampoos and conditioners that you take? But I have used them when I go to the gym. Because that's a nice, small, easy thing to bring. Depending on where you are, you're not going to take stuff from the Red Roof Inn, where they have like ivory soap from 1973 that will burn the top five layers of your skin off. And However, a, and a camera behind the wall. I did once stay at the Mark Hotel, and you best believe that I put my arm out before I left there, and I just swiped the surfaces of everything there and basically Mm. just put it in a pillowcase and brought it with me because that's high-end stuff that they have there. True. That's like bliss. It's good products. It's good quality products. If it's a good quality product, yes, I am going to take it. You're going to take the ashtray? Do they even have ashtrays anymore? I don't think they do. Smoking isn't an option anymore. I love the idea of taking, did she take the Bible? Or how about people that take robes? I don't even own a robe. I wouldn't. Well, you get charged. Your card gets charged if you swipe a robe. I do now. Oh, yes. Before or no. Like people used to take towels, robes, anything. I don't, robes I just don't, don't have, happen all that often. I just though. don't understand why people want anything that says any the, the hotel name in your- It depends on the hotel. 
I, I'm flexible on this. I don't think I like. So what? So anytime someone comes to your house, you're like, oh, did you steal that? Yeah. And the way you justify it is they've already overcharged me for staying in this room. So I have the right to take sure. whatever's in it. <laughs> I, didn't know I won't take a... the duvet cover. Sure. I didn't know you got a new maid. I did. I took it from the hotel. Yeah. And now I'm going to use her because yeah. I paid for this. That's weird. What's on her ankle? That's a chain that goes right to the kitchen. I just push she a won't button. Miss she goes it. back. It's retractable. She won't miss the Motel 6 at all. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. I had to get a new maid after the other one died because I forgot to feed her. You must be really particular when you travel and you go into a hotel. I feel like you rearrange the hotel rooms wherever you go. Aaron, uh I mean, I've seen it. I've seen that's it That's what in I'm action. referencing. You saw me. Yeah, but like, are you also the kind of person who won't sit on the bedding because you think that if you took a black light to it, you would see horrible things? You like, mean that disgusting top blanket? Or like whatever that thing is that they put, it's like a duster at the bottom of a bed, you know, whatever that the weird- The dust ruffle? No, not the dust ruffle, but it's almost like a runner. You know, like that other random piece of cloth that they just sort of drape at the the foot of the bed. Yeah. That's diseased, right? Probably. I mean, most things are probably, I mean- I'm way too comfortable in hotel rooms. Like, I, I don't really care. I, I I'm care. not. I know you have to really make your real room a moment, right? But I you rearrange the lighting in that hotel room. Well, that was just uncalled for. <laughs> First of all, track lighting. First of all, if you're in, if you're going to install track lighting and then just haphazardly aim it at the shit, then yeah, I'm going to take some time to 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 rehighlight what should be highlighted yeah. as a result. They're lucky of I didn't throw out furniture out the window. I, it was it was a lot of furniture in that room. To be honest, yeah, there wasn't a it's lot like a of place sale. to maneuver. Yeah. Um. But products wise, I normally bring my own products because mine are usually better. Oh, I use my. I don't. I don't travel. Going. Oh, I'm just going to use whatever's in the room. I would never do that. No. My hair is way too particular and I colored to to use like even a, an Aveda product or whatever is in there. So oh. I travel with my own stuff. But if they have good stuff, I'm leaving with their stuff. Okay. I will always take shower caps too. Well, I will always just use like if I needed their product. Then I, I don't think I'd. I'm not one of those people that. I mean, I live in New York. I don't want to have, have like a whole drawer full of shit from a hotel. You have nowhere to store it except like in your mouth. Right. Yeah. Like a chipmunk. Yeah. You're like, oh, are these bliss? Bliss moisturizers? <laughs> I'll just put it in my mouth? mouth until the next time I try. Just store it up my nose. That's New York. Welcome, <laughs> Manhattan mini storage in my face. Uh, yeah. Depending on the products, I will take them. And I have no apology for that. I, I'm not the person who seeks out the the maid cart, though, and just like opens up a purse and just slides everything in. That was my grandmother. Stationary. All, like, she, Why so, do you need the stationary? My favorite thing is like she's cultivating all of this propaganda daily. Like she's like, well, it's a new day. I'm going to empty it out the whole room. Next day, I'm going to empty out the whole room again. She's got a week's worth of- Wouldn't it be great if you went to go visit her house and everything in the house came from a Super 8 or a Motel 6? (laughs) Could have been less loud than that. You had an option. I I didn't want you to blow the back of your head off, but- uh, Yeah. Wouldn't it be awesome if her whole house was like courtesy of Holiday Inn? Yeah. Ashtrays, dishware. Yep. Stationary. What if she goes bedding? to the buffet and just like oh, plate for you, plate for me, plate for you, plate for me? Absolutely. They're like, when did you get an orange juice machine? <laughs> she has every just at home. She always has a continental, a really shitty continental breakfast out, like all the little boxes of Cheerios and those little tiny light and fit yogurts, Gross. and and a waffle maker. There's always a waffle maker. 
Your mom's the best. <laughs> she always has a continental breakfast so spread odd. out. Is this a new coffee maker? Oh, a bowl of hard-boiled eggs that's been out for seven days. Sure they're fine? Seems fine. <laughs> this is from the News Herald, Franklin, Pennsylvania, December 23rd, 1968. I love just the titles of her articles. Woman tries to prove her weight only 113 pounds. And there's a great picture of her in here. This is awesome. Dear Ann Landers, my sister-in-law has been bragging for years that she still weighs 113 pounds, the same as when she was married 16 years ago. Molly has a good figure, but she's no 113 pounds. Last night, we had a party at our house for 10 couples. Everyone was feeling pretty good. Molly was, you might say, stinko. She made the weight brag again in front of everybody, and it was just once too often for me. I decided to call her bluff and said, okay, prove it. I brought the bathroom scale right into the living room and told her to uh. get on it. Molly bellowed, you bet I will. And with that, she kicked off her shoes, whipped off her dress, and unhitched her hose from the girdle before anyone could stop her. What? Her husband dragged her out of the room just as she was unhooking her bra. <laughs> Molly's disgraceful behavior is the talk of the town. People have been calling me all morning to ask if it really happened. I am so mad at her for acting cheap in our home, I'd like to kick her in the teeth. My husband says it's my fault because I baited her. Please give me your opinion of this. Signed, still burning. She did bait her. And she's still burning. She went crazy. Yes, she did. I love it when I love a woman unhinged. And oh, un- yeah? Oh, and yeah, 113 pounds? Hold on a second, Oh, yeah, Becky. right? You don't believe me? You don't believe me? All right, let me take off my panties. All right, here we go. I'm taking the bra off right now. Get ready. Bazoombas are coming out. I want the least amount of clothes on me I'm to prove to you. I'm taking my nails off. I'm taking my earrings off. I'm <laughs> taking my necklace off. I'm divorcing my husband. 113 Someone pounds. Someone give me a trash can. I got to empty out my tampon. <laughs> oh, God. It was a go- heavy flow, so it's a lot. I'm going to take a dump in the other room to just make sure everything is cleaned right out to prove to you once and for all. Does anyone have any apple pounds. cider vinegar? I need to just push this right through. <laughs> Does anybody have a salt rinse I can drink? Get the garden hose. I just want to shove it up so everything can fall right out. <laughs> oh, I'm 113 pounds. So the answer is, dear still, of course Molly should not have started to peel in your living room, but you invited it, dearie. My opinion is that you should both stick to ginger ale. And I like that. They all got hammered and somebody got naked. And there was there was a scale involved. And this They're sounds like this could fault. potentially happen to me either side. Sure. At some point in my life. And just have a complete breakdown like that. A screaming weight fight breakdown in the middle of like a holiday party. I think the best thing would if she, if like if she got on it, she was like 114, picked up the scale and just bludgeoned that bitch. With it. <laughs> It's because of what you fed me. You gave me cheese. <laughs> your scale's rigged, clunk. <laughs> it's broken, damn it. You had your toe on it. And then she'd go have a breakdown on the bathroom floor because every white woman has a breakdown on a bathroom floor. Sure. Fact. Uh, this this is just genius. Molly. And she, I like that she also says stinko. That's what I'm going to call myself from now on. Whenever stinko. I'm going to get Absolutely stinko tonight. It's nothing you can do to stop me. Is stinko the same as blotto? Yes. Okay. And then the lacrosse team showed up and she was naked in the living room. And then she was fulfilled. Well lit. 
Okay. Well licked. Well licked. Ew. <laughs> was that I our was articles? Well- Those are our two articles happened. Yeah. Wow, that was that was not fast, but fast. Yeah. Four articles. Four articles. A one report. phone call to my mother later. And um two shots of Jameson and we'll call it a day. Oh my god. All right. I think it's time for one of our original segments. That is time. <laughs> listen to mail, listen to mail. Africa's Toto. <laughs> That's That's really what happened, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, bless I... the rain down in Turner. I want to hear the bangles. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's do it. Uh, you right. want to start us off? Yeah, like do you have a do you have a preference of the uh, article? Yeah. No. You you can do All right, Why don't you do the one about the Sure. geriatric. All right. Here All right. we go. Dear Pod, my wife and I have been living in our first co-op apartment for a year now and especially love the gym room and amenity. There is, however, a thriving elderly community there, and one woman in particular likes to scold us during our workouts. Regardless of how empty the room is, she will aggressively hiss at us that we can't lift weights there. Was someone using that before you took it? This is my spot, not yours. So go over there. I tend to cater to her demands, knowing she's old and cranky, and I should just be grateful I'm neither one of those things, but my wife is ready to give her an earful. What should we do? Signed, geriatric at the gym. Well. Yeah. Well. Steams my melons. Excuse me? Steams my melons. Your breasts are Steaming. Okay. Out of rage. Okay. Go ahead. All right. So here's what dear Abby has to say to the question. Dear Geriatric, I used to belong to a gym that was attached to a cardiac rehab hospital. Dozens of senior citizens slowly making their way around the gym floor, making windmills with their arms at the slowest imaginable pace, like directing the slowest moving aircraft to land on the cardio floor. I honestly didn't know if they were stroking or having walking nightmares of drowning. (laughs) All I know is that they had a routine, and if you somehow messed it up or got in their way, you're likely to get a scolding too that will go on longer than any Martin Scorsese-Leonardo DiCaprio collaboration. Do I think it's right? No. But when you've been Frankensteined as many times as a heart patient has, I cut them some slack. You know what I say? I say, let your wife lose her cool and just see what happens. I'd like to pull up a seat and pop some Orville Redenbacher popcorn and watch what happens. Have you ever seen someone take a bat to a buzzing beehive? Well, I have. Doesn't end well. So consider this elderly woman the beehive and your wife is the idiot swinging the bat. The last surviving passenger of the Titanic will more than likely unleash over 95 years of angst and gripes on your wife's petite frame without so much as taking a breath. And no matter how much your wife tried to defend herself, she will always be that uppity Lululemon pumpkin spice latte lover who yelled at the old woman in the gym. Doesn't take a damn genius to just work out when that woman isn't there. And unless Jessica Tandy is competing in the strongest, oldest woman competition, I'm sure she's not holding court by the squat rack all hours of the day. So tell Molly McGripes to keep her cool and pull out her P90X or stop the insanity tapes and exercise at home. You and I are 
frighteningly getting on the same wavelength in a terrifying way. Well, because, you know, we're together a lot and our periods have synced up. So. We have synced our periods up in a big, horrifying way. Because this was, <clears throat> this was Anne's Well, they're answer. sisters. Sisters. Blisters. <laughs> this is what I got from my sister, but blisters. She's a fister. <laughs> Better wash your fingernails there. She's a fister. Gotta use your Listerine. <laughs> I tried. I tried. I only wanted one more rhyme in there. All right. Okay, Hit it, are you tuts. ready? Dear Jeff, you're so busy wailing on your abs and lats that you're not using the muscles you need to exercise in this case. Your vocal cords. Honey, you don't pay an HOA to be bossed around by an SOB. F that. She's an a-hole. I don't care if she's eight or 80. Age is no excuse for crotchety behavior. Would you tolerate this at a Planet Fitness? Would you even go to a Planet Fitness? The only gym that rewards clients with two slices of pizza at the end of each workout? Even if you use the gym at 2 a.m., it sounds like she'd still be there, half asleep on a treadmill, guarding the joint like a GD bridge troll. You've given the Dowager Countess enough hall passes. Time to tell her to go scratch. The next time you're working out and evil Jessica Tandy descends on you, <laughs> tell her where she can shove her medicine ball. If you're one of those people who don't handle confrontation well and tend to lose their words when push comes to shove, I recommend memorizing the following speech courtesy of me and Landers. Oh, I'm so sorry, Grandma Hitler. I missed the sign on the door that says Mrs. Rumpelstiltskin's house. <laughs> the last time I checked, this gym was for all residents, not just nasty old broads who haven't gotten any action since Taft was in office. <laughs> I don't know who you think you are, but you have no right telling me where I can and cannot stand, what I can and cannot use, when I can and cannot breathe. Unless you are Susan Powder or Richard Simmons, you have no authority here. I could tell you to move your creaky coffin-ready frame out of my way, but I don't. I could say, hey, if I want to see a corpse try to maneuver itself around a room, I'll watch Weekend at Bernie's, but I don't. <laughs> so keep your bossy territorial pissing to yourself, P-Stain Jane. <laughs> if you cross me again, I'll take your three remaining years on this earth and turn them into three days. Now take your dehydrated Skeletor figure and crack your way over to the other side of the gym. I pay too much in dues to let Emperor Palpatine's girlfriend tell me what to do in this communal space. Now if you'll excuse me, I have to do 450 reps on my right bicep. That's my punching arm. Or you could just tell her to fuck off. Jesus Christ. <laughs> With that, she's a fucking heart attack. I picture her delivering that monologue, turning around, walking out of the gym, and then just in the background, the woman just collapses to the to the ground. And then that's it. It killed her. It killed her. Actually, she had a heart attack. And what would be best is if the woman gripes and she turns around, she marches out right into a... <laughs> Plate glass window and Dunk. smithereens. Yep, and then it's like guillotine. And there's the stain, the blood yeah. stain on the wall. And the woman's like, "I told you to move." <laughs> Jessica Tandy right. was mentioned twice. <laughs> For the record, listeners, 
I do not discuss any of my answers with Absolutely him. He not. does not discuss any of his answers with me. Any any repeats is purely coincidental and terrifyingly because I think we're sharing a whole brain now at this point. We just pass it off in a small jaw to each other in the middle of the week. That's right. All right. Second listener mail. Let's see how you answer this one. Okay. I mean, Abby. Do you want me to read it? Or do you want to read it? I'll read it. I can okay. do that one. You, okay. Do you know how to read? I know Dummy. how to read. Clearly. Dear Pot, we have a new neighbor that has moved in about three months ago to our building. She doesn't play nice with others and won't let her dog commune with anyone else's in the building and is quite rude about it. Not only is she not neighborly, her boyfriend, or whatever, is also icy. The real problem here is that this new high-on-her-horse not-dog neighbor has a little habit of leaving her trash in the hallway. And not just for a moment, but for days. Now, this is New York, and you just don't do that. I could see putting it out by the door to grab a moment later, but days later? That's disgusting and attracts all sorts of critters. What should I do? Leave a note? Tell the building or confront her that this isn't what we do in the building. Signed, take out your damn trash, lady. Dear trash, (laughs) I say all of the above and one better. Leave a note, tell the building, confront her, Then light her trash on fire. (laughs) For the life of me, I will never understand the selfish cluelessness of people living in New York City apartment buildings. Do they not understand that there are people below and above and across and to the right and to the left and basically inside of them? I've heard horror stories about cockroaches the size of Danny DeVito taking up residence in people's kitchens. Why would you tempt fate by leaving your refuse in a hallway just begging critters to come and dine at your place like it's the Jean-Georges for pests? When it comes to dealing with neighbors, I have a very quick trigger finger and a hunger for retaliation. 311 is the first number on my speed dial. Before Jules and I moved to the suburbs, we lived on the third floor of a five-floor walk-up. I don't know what our upstairs neighbors in 4C were doing, but at 2 a.m. every morning it sounded like they were playing catch with a refrigerator. My first thought was to move, but why let the rude people win? And besides, they filmed gay porn on the second floor, and I didn't want to miss that kind of biweekly fun. Mm -hmm. After several neighborly warnings in the form of notes left on the door and angrily hitting the ceiling with a broom, they would not relent. So I hired the mariachi band I saw on my daily commute to come to their apartment at 4 a.m. and play Guantanamera outside their door full volume. When other neighbors came out to see the hubbub, the band told them that 4C hired them as a wake-up alarm and they would be back every day that week. Needless to say, 4C canned their 2 a.m. fridge baseball game immediately. Residents do not pay for hallways to be an extension of their home. They do not have the right to store anything there, be it trash or a three-seater baby stroller. Trash in the hallway is not only disgusting, it's a health code violation is considered dangerous. Contact NYC Health and Sanitation. You can find them online at nyc.gov. If you want a fast response, I recommend tweeting them at NYC Healthy. Or if you're looking for a new place to live, I can give you the number of a fabulous apartment in a five-floor walk-up that's currently filming Forest Hump on the second floor. Signed, Anne! Can I get that broker information? Or- yes, you can. I've got it. Um, they've also put out Saving Ryan's Privates. Oh, And not- the, the Loin King. Oh, Cool. I've only seen Shaving Ryan's Privates. So. <laughs> I, can't, I 
came up with so many porn titles after that. I just, I could spend an hour writing alternate porn titles. It's so good. It really is. Um, Boy Story 4. Yeah. John Dick 3. The Irishman is four hours long, but if it's a porn, it, it would just be four minutes because it's an Irishman. That's sure. just not a title. Oh, okay. That's just a fact. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. What's your answer? Well, through the archives, this is what, uh, this is what happens. Mm. Dear Trash, isn't it funny when other dog parents treat their dogs as if they are the second coming of Christ, but in dog form, who can't possibly relate to another four-legged creature? The Queen Elizabeth of pups walking amongst the flea and tick infestation infested peasants. It really doesn't take much to say hello and be neighborly because there will come a day when your dog will unexpectedly have explosive diarrhea in the newly renovated Ambassador West Condominium Library, and you'll need a helping hand as you find yourself with your Jimmy Choo's pointed to the sky soaking in doggy diarrhea because you slipped in it. Now let's talk about that hallway trash. My neighbor has actually done this exact same thing. She is a very put put together professional woman, all buttoned up, you see. Yet she leaves her filthy, stretch-to-the-gills knockoff of a hefty, hefty, hefty bag exploding with half-eaten lean cuisine, Charlie the Tuna Cans, Mocha Chocolata Caramel haagen virtually a Mount St. Helens of trash billowing out of the bag in our shared hallway. Her direct neighbor, Marcy, has left colorful and bubbly post-it notes pleading with her to do that right thing and put her trash in the designated trash room or walk her lazy bum ten steps away from her door to the trash chute. We assume that our neighbor just ignores the notes and continues to be the inconsiderate Pinterest paging entitled 20-something garbage pile bound to get her someday person with total disregard of proper social behavior. Well, one day, I saw Marcy, the note writer, lose her ever-loving mind. She started to scribble yet another bubbly pink post-it and suddenly stopped mid-note to scream, Is she nuts? Trash in the hallway? Trash in the hallway? You think we want to stare at your used Tampax and Triscuits? Well, let's see how you like this, missy. And with that, she dropped her Kate Spade and ripped open the leaking garbage bag and dumped the entire contents on her love as a latte welcome mat and shook and shook until every last bit found its way out in the smelly white plastic bag. Every tiny strand of used dental floss, empty oh. vanilla fields bottles, and impulse body spray cartons were now littering her doorway. But Marcy wasn't finished. Oh, no. She took the remnants of her shaken bacon I helped, an uneaten liver hamburger helper, and smeared it all over her door and spelled, Welcome home, rats! Rats with a Z, not rats with an S, because rats with a Z goes nuts. Ah! She was a musical theater major. When she was done, she calmly backed into her apartment, washed her hands, and gently pushed her hair aside, glanced up at me, and said, I despise hamburger helper. I think Ms. Cotarone got the message. What I'm saying is that people are inconsiderate and need to learn the hard way as to what communal living is all about. So do I suggest notes to your neighbor? Hell no. You march your buns of steel ass over and knock on the door. And when she answers, you squat down in front of her, love is a latte welcome mat, and empty out your colon. Then you stand up, stare at her in the face, and say, now we're both trash, and walk back to your apartment. Abby. You love the idea of retaliation through taking a dump on something, which I approve of if it's something that has a phrase like love is a latte on it. Well, I mean, they're the same color. <laughs> Consistency is key, isn't it? I mean, I'm just, just stay saying. in earth tones. Yeah. Yes. Well, that was illuminating and a very good time. 
I think the only way to cleanse our palate after some really good listener mail is to top things off with a... Colonoscopy! Next best thing. Specialty cocktail! Specialty drink! Specialty cocktail! What do you think? Specialty cocktail! Gotta I bless the drink down in your sink. Africa. Good taste time to do. I'm very excited about this one. This week we're going real classic. This is my favorite cocktail, the Negroni. Never had one. Really? Oh my god, I have it in an IV bag upstairs, just waiting to be hooked to my veins. So good. This is discovered online by Dear Pods producer and my sweet piece of man meat. James Jules Ferris! Never heard of him! He's a hack! Next! Except he makes a killer Negroni, and I will say this. It's one ounce gin, one ounce sweet vermouth, one ounce Campari. That's right, equal parts. So if you want a a cup, a cup, a cup, but if you want to up your game and you just want to make a whole batch of it like I like to do, just in in some some jugs, bottle, 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 equal parts, a bottle of gin, bottle of sweet vermouth, (laughs) bottle of Campari, call it a day. That'll get me through a Sunday. So you put all ingredients in a mixing glass, you add ice and you stir or you can shake if you're feeling. Oh, I went to go say shake and he, he, do you see that? Do you see the rage? He's the Ike to my Tina Turner. Whatever, Ike. You gotta stir it. Whatever you want, Ike. Whatever you want, Ike. Whatever you want. Serve it in a martini glass and garnish garnish with an orange. That's the word. All right, so here's some tasting notes. Ready? Sisters, sisters, they never were such devoted sisters. They never had a chaperone, no, sir. I'm here to keep my eye on her. That, I don't actually know the rest of the song, so I was improvising. That. Oh, I thought that was part of what you were reading. That's actually what I'm reading. It's it's written in print here. Oh, okay. Well, you so don't we'll, have to get, you know. Well, I thought I would sing it just, just Listen, I, I mean, it's fine. Right? Just like this famous duet, this drink is a classic. A classic strong, bitter gin-based cocktail. It represents three parts of the cocktail that is really important. The base, the sweet, the bitter. Put together and measured accurately, they are just fantastic. Pretty much like any good relationship with your sister. Campari is an uber-bitter Italian aperitif. Used wisely, it is so refreshing. After adding ice, give it a nice, swift, steady stir until well-chilled, not overly diluted. Oh, that's why you don't shake it. And believe me, Mm. as time has moved on, I have learned not to overly dilute my sister with information. This is so factual. I keep it simple and everyone is happy. The reason you don't want to shake this drink is that you will over-dilute it and cloud it up. Look what I have learned from the tasting notes that I have not read before this very moment. This is brand new information. Brand new information is coming at my face. This is a beautiful cocktail from an appearance point. Oh, it's nice and clear, great color with a silky texture. But just like a certain Italian gal from Cheshire, Connecticut, this little baby comes with a bite and shouts out, once I'm in your life, you'll keep coming back to me, like it or not. I think that was Jules's way of sending a shout out to his sister. So let's send a shout out to Nancy. This Negroni is for Nancy. They both begin with an N. Negroni Nancy. Here, Negroni Nancy, the the newest garbage pail kid. (laughs) Mm. Bitter, biting, a little bit harsh, but ultimately satisfying. Isn't that your relationship with your sisters? Love it. Mm. Just 
Lovely. I like this. You know what this won't do? It won't chase you up the back stairs of your house. Or put you in therapy for over 20 years. I know, but it will give you a, this would be well enjoyed with a belly full of potato salad. I'll say. <laughs> this is fantastic. The Negroni, mm. ladies and gentlemen. And this little orange peel adds some some real bite to it. See, what I love about the Negroni is that it's bitter and red, just like me. Mm. <laughs> that is so funny. It's so good. It's like it's the first time I've ever said it ever, right? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Original thoughts are lovely. You stole fizzy lifting drinks. You bumped into the ceiling, which now has to be washed and sterilized, sterilized. so you get nothing. nothing. You, you lose. lose. Good, Good day, day, sir. And may all of your wigs be plentiful. 